much. Welcome to the show. Today we have an amazing guest for you, Ken Levin. This is part two. We had so much fun that Ken's coming back for part two. He's been working as a property master in Hollywood for four, more than four decades. He's worked on some of our most favorite movies and TV shows like Mystic Pizza with Julia Roberts. He was a lead man on Breaking 2 and Electric Boogaloo. He worked on the original Lizzie McGuire and the Wizards of Waverly Place, hanging out with people like Selena Gomez, Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift, and also he saw young Austin Butler, who is in uh, Elvis. And then also he just did the up-and-coming La La Crocodile for Sony Pictures, a kid show, and he just pinned a novel, Great Exploitations, a Hollywood Fable. So let's find out about this TV writer fired for ageism who rockets back with a smash hit and um and everything goes great so let's welcome come back to the show hi ken how you doing marilyn thank you for having me back it's wonderful to be here yeah we're just having so much fun all the way from uh upper west side new york your dad's amazing uh restaurants where milton burrow comes in and al pacino did you say hi to al pacino or any of them did you ever did. talk to you did i did i did i did and uh dustin hoffman as well right after he did midnight cowboy <gasps> are you serious dustin yes, hoffman yes. yeah yeah right and midnight cowboy which he uh, you know was a huge picture uh, Academy Award winner. He he was just a phenomenal actor. I'd love to have him on the show. If anybody wants to ask Dustin if he likes to be on the show, wouldn't it be amazing? Like, hey, Dustin, hi. I heard you were hanging out at Ken's dad's restaurant eating some fettuccine or who knows. I don't know. Do they do carbs? Do actors do carbs? <laughs> the biggest question. To carb or not to carb? <laughs> yeah. So, um, any, any, did you ever just talk to them and say hi, or did you? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, you know, you also have to know, understand that as a property master, you have to work intimately with actors. Like, I did a remake of The Fugitive a couple of years ago with Kiefer Sutherland. Um, you know, and you have to be very close, right next to them, you know, all the time. You're the one that's handing them their props in the morning and taking away their props in the afternoon and, you know, and giving them whatever they need in the middle of the day. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting and it is, you know, listen, it's, it's not for everyone. It's a very high stress environment. You know, you're, you know, you're working for, you know, sometimes 14 or 16 hours a day, uh, on a, on a long day, even, even longer on some days. Um, so it's, it's hard. It's a hard, it's a hard business. It's a hard business to break into. It's a hard business to stay in. It's a hard business to have a family in too. And you've been in the business for decades. Can you tell us a little secret? Like, how do you prepare for these 14 and 15 hour days? Because when you work on a movie there at months at a time, you do five days or six days a week, uh, five days. Every project that you do, uh, d depending on a movie, like TV series have different um, uh, formats. Like, a, for instance, if you're doing a sitcom, a sitcom shoots uh, generally two days a week. Um, and they have rehearsals for three days a week. So that's how that's the way Wizards work. But other shows that you'll call that we would call single camera, um, they shoot all they shoot every day, and they'll take maybe five days to shoot one episode, and then you start the next episode. So as a property master, I'm always preparing the episode ahead of the one that's currently being shot, and then my crew is is handling the one handling what's on the set today. 
Oh, wow. So, um, like, what's the most dangerous prop that you had to worry, like, you know, with the actor's safety? And how do you handle that safety issue? Well, we have to, you know, I mean, in, in light of the new, in light of the movie Rust uh, and the whole, that whole debacle with Alec Baldwin and, uh, uh, and the, uh, the director of photography being shot, um, you know, I had, I had people calling me out of the woodwork to ask what happened there, how did that happen? And it was negligence. And part of that negligence, if you ask any of us on the inside, we'll tell you it's because it's a low budget movie and they try and skimp and save at every corner. And one of the places they, they did was to not give the property master or the armorer the correct amount of, of assistance. And they're doing far more, handling far more than they should be handling at that time. And a mistake happened and it's a tragic mistake and it's a lot of people's faults. And, you know, I can go into the, you know, what should have happened and what shouldn't have happened. But, you know, what happened was, was way out of line. There was no protocol followed um, in that particular thing. But I don't want to be downer. That's, you know, we can, that's that's a downer thing. We Let's talk about more fun things than that. Yeah. So, um, so what's like a fun prop that you made? Like, cause you did wizard, cause I, I wrote a wizard book and i know you're writing some kids because like like when you see harry potter like the floors moving and all that stuff because like when i write I, I can like make anything up like the skull we were talking about the skull and the bowling ball because yes, like, yes. when you write you, i was a filmmaker too but like i would get so frustrated like i didn't have the money or the budget to put like all these famous people and didn't have like a great dp or editor and you would just need all this money but when you write pen and paper or on your computer you can create all these things. So I've been creating all these, like, um, you know, my kids' podcasts and any book readings for three years, all these stories from alligators to bunnies to crocodiles to dinosaurs to all these adventures. I got to do them in my mind, but you actually physically make these things happen, all these magical things. It must be so much fun. It is. It is, it is so much fun. Uh, and I am not... I'm not, I don't feel like I'm jaded because every day I go to work or every day I have to get to do something, I feel like the luckiest person in the world. You know, I see my name on a call sheet and I go, wow, I, I am working in Hollywood again. They let me back in the door. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is that much fun. And, but listen, the, the, there's only one key to being a success in, in film, but in anything really, in writing everything. And it's persistence and determination. Those alone are omnipotent. You know, you don't stop. If, you, if your writing is bad, you don't stop writing. You keep writing. You make that writing better and you just keep working at it. I mean, anyone will tell you it takes 10,000 hours to become a professional at anything. You know, whatever you whatever you're doing, you know, it could be anything. But to be really proficient and an and expert in that, that's what it takes. Now, if I look at my, you know, if I look at my, my union, I have right now, I'm at about 42,000 hours in the film business. Wow, <laughs> that's stunning. Wow. People love you. They love you. <laughs> Your work is also stunning too. Like Lizzie McGuire, uh, uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, Mystic Pizza, Lab Rats. Oh my gosh, you've done so many fun props. It's like it's like you're an inventor, also, right? It is. It is like I'm an inventor, and especially today, it's so much. It's so much more fun today. And and I've been I've gone over the decades, so I know what it was like back then. But like today, we can use 3D printing to get to make our props, and you know, and and that allows us to you know to replicate things very quickly you know and 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 accurately 
from, from drawings as opposed to doing a clay mold and a clay sculpture and, you know, making a mold of that and latex and a positive, and, you know, which is the traditional way of doing it uh, and, and still done. Uh, when you're doing makeup prosthetics or anything like that, that has to be done old school. You know, there's no fast way. There's no fast way unless you're doing CG computer graphics to get it to get it done. But I think it's really important to know how it was done old school. I mean, if you look at Star Wars and how they did the remember the the, the scroll the, the scroll of the words up the screen. Yeah. You know, well that was done. They filmed a monitor doing that. That wasn't done in, in the in the computer. It was just done physically. They scrolled it up on a monitor and filmed it. You know, it's about as old school as you can get. I mean, some of these tricks that they used to do, uh, if you saw um, a Close Encounters of the Third Kind, amazing film by Steven Spielberg about uh, extraterrestrials visiting us. They had a scene where clouds were rolling in um, over the landscape, in a giant landscape. And the way they did that was with a tank of what giant tank of water, and they poured a tube of paint in the tank, and the paint settled onto a, an acetate sheet and fanned out, and that's what made the clouds. Wow, that's an invention. Those are inventing things. Those are like yes, really good. yes, that had not been done before. I mean, that was a pioneering effect, you know, back in its day. Um, just like 2001 at Space Odyssey, every the effects, all the effects they did were absolutely groundbreaking pioneer effects. And we have built our careers and technology based on those movies, based on those pioneering effects, on those pioneering talents of the time. We have created what we have now. Yes, a lot of it's CG, a lot of it's computer graphics, but there's a lot more that goes into doing that than you might think. You know, for instance, when we did Lyla Crocodile this year, or we actually shot it, uh, shot it last year, I made 3D crocodiles as big as three foot high. Oh, wow. Yeah, to do it. And it was fun. I mean, that's the kind of thing. And that's the kind of thing I'd never done before. So I pushed my envelope in doing that. And then you have this entire uh, visual effects department that comes in and then they, they have their own way of doing things, which was very new for me. You know, they have they, they bring in all these these different objects to reflect light and to capture light and to to balance it with the CG that they're going to that they're going to do uh, in post process in post processing. And it was a really amazing process to, to watch that happen. And we worked with uh, Joe Bauer, who did The Mandalorian and, you know, and other amazing things. He was our visual effects supervisor, but he's you no know, Academy Award winning special effects supervisor. I think it's Academy Award winning, but he should be if he's not. Oh, <laughs> well, we got to have him on the show, too. Please tell him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So do you work hand in hand with special effects, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, now there's a, let's let's define the difference between special effects and visual effects. Okay. Right. Visual effects are things that we do after the movie is done, really. Okay. Special effects are things that happen while we're filming. Physical, they're really physical effects like rain or fire, or, you know, or anything that you know, something explodes. Right. Exactly. Explodes or you know an air cannon you know uh, releases debris. That's what special effects is. And yes, we work extremely closely because we work on set. All of our stuff works in the front of the camera as well as theirs. So we coordinate with them a tremendous amount. Like, for instance, when you're doing Nickelodeon stuff, slime is my main, was my major. I love slime. Give me more slime any day of the week. <laughs> How fun. You get to play with slime. Oh. Yes. 
Yes, gallons of slime. Well, Get to kill Katie Carey with slime. Uh, <laughs> well, I've got a character named Bluber Goober, and he's all slimy, oh. so I'd love to see him. Maybe one day you'll make him for me, Bluber Goober. He's like blue, <laughs> blue slime all over. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So you're having yes, so much yes. fun doing all these great things. Um, is there like, okay, so you've done like, uh, you started, you started to go back into film, right? And so how was that like working on the film? Like it was live action with, Tom, who was in it? Um, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Javier Bourdain. Javier, Javier Bourdain. Bourdain. Love him. And Constance, yes. And Constance Wu uh, oh, wow. from uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just remember Javier's yeah. Bourdain, whoever did the styling of that hair and No Country for Old Men, right? Well, I would. Oh my God. And yes, did you see him as Des Darnas in the in Dead Lucy? I didn't get to see oh, him do it, that yet. Oh, the hair. So good. You should watch. Yes, he's amazing in that, Marilyn. You have to watch that. It's absolutely amazing. Okay. And I love I Love Lucy, you know. My mom is yes, like well, the, the Italian I Love Lucy because she makes you laugh with her stuff. She'll be like, I want a, a, like a her hernia. And you're like, what's a hernia? Like a hernia? <laughs> you know, like you mean a broken English? But you know, an old country for, um, no, uh, no country for old men. Oh, man. Yes. That like thing, that like breathing thing. The that weapon. prop, let me tell you. The oh, prop, oh, right? Oh, let's talk about, yes, let's talk about that prop because that was, because as a, I, I don't know who did the movie, but as a property master, um, when you go, when we go to films, well, certainly when I go to films, I'm always studying those. I'm not, I, I, I'm not your average moviegoer, you know, when I'm, when I'm going to film and it's, and it's a detriment because, you know, I do enjoy films and, you know, but yes, I picked them apart. But when I saw No Country for Old Men and I saw that prop, I was just like, and I believe that is one of the top 10 props of all of, of movie history. I think it's on the top 10 list. Wow. Are you kidding me? What are like, do you know the other I ones? I think it is. I didn't even know there was a top yeah, 10. Well, I have a, a lot of my, list. yes. Well, a lot of my friends worked on uh, Robin Miller, who worked on Forrest Gump, and uh, and and Adam's Family. Oh, that was the Adam's Family was one of the most amazing pictures. My friend Robin Miller. This was in the early '90s, and it was shooting at uh, Hollywood Center Studios on Stage Three and Eight. And I went on to the set a few times with him, and got to go on in the house in the Adam's Family house in the big giant foyer with the giant stairs going up to the sides and the train room and the, 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 uh, um, the, the, um, the garden, what was the, not the garden, the, uh, the, the greenhouse with all the dead plants in it, uh, was, was so cool. Uh, and he, I got to play with the, remember there was the, the Chinese finger, finger torture. Oh. That clamped on your, yes. I got to play with that actual prop. Um, you know, at the time, but he created some amazing things. But Robin Miller also did Castaway, and you know, a lot of Forrest Gump, like I said, and, and Adam's Family, a lot of a lot of major pictures. He was a, he's retired now, but a wonderful friend, um, and uh, made some absolutely one of my I would say definitely one of my mentors, one of my one of the people that I looked up to and that taught me uh, how to do things too. Wow, I didn't know there was a top ten prop movie list. What else? do you remember? Any other ones? Adam Family. Oh sure, it would be the uh, the, the uh, it would be the um, the top from Inception. Inception. What was the uh, the top? It was a it was a it was a spinning top. Oh. Uh, it was very 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 prominent. Um, now you know like like if you know these lists who were chosen by by my peers, you know, and, and others like us. So we're you know we're not looking for the funny. We're looking for the thing that really really sings. It makes there. a movie uh, like is is instrumental yes, for the yes, movie. It, well it, well you know most people don't you know props you know kind of become incidental. You know we they you don't notice them. If you don't notice them, then we're doing our job. 
you know, they should blend as seamlessly into the story as an actor does in his character or a setting does, you know, in its scene. You know, our props have to have to mesh with all of that. And you'll find a lot of prop masters and we have a, you know, we're a very, very tight group of people. Um, we feel that we should be honored at the Academy Awards along with the art, the production designer, set deck and the set decorator, because we are equal with a set decorator. Yeah, so like decorators. how come, like who picks it? Like what gets in and who doesn't? Well, that's that the Academy. That, that's gotta change. You know? We are trying, we are trying. Come uh, on really Academy. Are. Like, I mean, it's because it's like art. This is pure art. You're actually creating things like a physical, like you're like a sculpture. Like it's it's like something really you can pick up. And people remember the costume, yes, the hairstyle, but they also remember those props too. Like you said, like the top 10. Like was it yeah. the for, uh, uh, Forrest Gump's bench or what was for Forrest Gump? I don't know what, for, I, I'm not sure what the, if there was anything from Forrest Gump. It must be the bench because everyone goes to, to Georgia to look for it. Up. But they said it's a bench they put list. there, and it it doesn't it's not not a bus stop bench. They put it there only for the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you'll find that you know. I love when you look at uh, when you when you you can see comparisons of how the movie how it looked for the movie and how it looks now. If you've ever seen those comparison pictures, they're wonderful. Like if you look at the Back to the Future, um, you know where the Lions Estates were. Where, where, where Marty McFly lived, you know, it was a cornfield. They put those pillars there. It's, it's, it's a nothing. <laughs> wow. And actually, and actually, this is wonderful. One of the people I work for, a dear, dear friend of mine, um, has built a, uh, uh, has a actual time machine DeLorean that he's built. Wow, a that is so cool. Oh, from a DeLorean. Yes, yes. It's Kevin Hubble, uh, a very close friend of mine. He is an, and a genius, and all, another prop master, and a genius prop master. Uh, he got a DeLorean. His dream was always to get it by a DeLorean and make it into a time machine, and he did. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, it reminds me there's some movie about the time machine, a TV series, but... Um... Uh, it, well, there's an old TV series called Time Tunnel, very, very old. Uh, but let's not date ourselves there, Marilyn. Okay. <laughs> I'll use my young voice. Hi, anybody. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> then they think you're really young, and they meet you, and like, oh, she's a little bit old. She's over, over, over that third-year-old age. Yes, indeed. Uh, you got to build a prop that makes us look young, hen. <laughs> makes me I look do, it's, younger. I do, it's it's called they're called filters <laughs> oh please give me those filters the ring lights and filters can you take away, can you take away this uh remember those movies with like that man had a wife and he wanted the young face on his wife so he needed the young person to put the face on there it was like all those creepy horror films. <laughs> oh i know I'm, I'm trying to think which one there were so many of them because yeah. you know uh, uh the, the uh, old twilight zone did something like that too Oh, it just creeped well, me out so one, much. Yeah, very, very creepy. They were going to take the face of her and put it on his, like, wife. Like, I guess it was dead or he's keeping her alive and then load the prop. Or, like, Frank's like, hey, so what would be your dream film to do? Like, have you done, like, period pieces or, like, castles or I've Game done, of Thrones? Yeah, I've done, I've done, I literally have done, have done every kind of period from Western to science fiction. Um, you know, I was not as a property master, but I've been working on Westworld. You know, I worked on This Is Us, you know, um, and that's the way Hollywood works a lot, works most of the time. Those of us that, you know, you, you get these connections and yeah, as a, as a property master, an assistant property master, you'll have downtime. When you have downtime, if you don't, if you want to work, you know, you call your friend and say, hey, I'm available to day play. And you just call a bunch of your friends and all the time we always get, you know, days when we need an extra person or two people. 
and you go in and you work for those days and that's called day playing um and that's a lot of ways that people just keep the ball rolling and keep your hours up and things like that but you know for, i know a lot of people there's i i, I try and, and really impart as much wisdom as i can to those who are entering the business you know because it's, it's such a tough business and you know and there are thousands of people that want to do this thousands of people that want to do this hundreds and of thousands millions of people millions millions um and i am very i'm incredibly lucky and grateful to have had such as such a long career as i've had in this business you know and that's and that's really what my the book is about it really my book sums up you know a 40 year 40 plus year career working in the motion picture business yeah um and speaking of know, us can you tell share anything little hints about it a little bit i kind of gave oh them a God, little yes. sneak peek. it's gonna be well here's here's what's unique about it. here's what's unique about it first of all every book you read about hollywood is either about a dishing book or about a star you know or and if it's a, if it's from someone like us it's a nonfiction book of and they'll give their experiences of what what it's like to work in Hollywood, you know, and behind the cameras. And that's all great stuff. Everyone wants to read that. But this is a tale of fiction and it's a fable and it takes place in the fictional place where the only real things are geographical locations. And, you know, we all work for big corporations, no matter what no matter how small you are, whether you're the PA or craft service or the caterer, we're always working for some big corporation. And that big corporation always has an influence on what we do. Now, not directly what we do, but via the writers and the producers, it's all trickles down, right? We're here to, we're here to, we're here to work on telling their story. Um, and Great Exploitations has been written from my point of view from a prop master's point of view from someone who's actually worked behind the scenes for many years and i think i know that there's so many people that are going to be interested in this in this because it's about a tv writer who battles a giant studio and an entitled starlet and you have to think i spent long years on lizzie mcguire wizards of waverly place labyrinth i've met and and, and been friends with all these people and i have taken all this knowledge and put this into a book with my experiences. You know, you know, some of the things that happened to me, I'll give you a small sample, teeny sample. Actress in the actress and the actor in a hallway, you know, at the beginning of a scene. One actor, the actor has a, uh, a tray with a sandwich and a glass of grape juice. And when the scene begins, we call action, he inadvertently trips on a fold in the rug and the glass of, the glass of, of grape juice flies through the air and lands smack in the actress's lap, right? oh. staining her, staining her white pants. You know, because everyone knows that grape juice is a stain loving, stain loving. So, you know, what happens? So that's, I mean, that's something I actually wrote in the book. So, what would you do in that case? You know, how does that, how does that get solved in the moment? Because that's what we do. We solve problems in the moment, and things like that happen constantly. Now, in this particular case. It, I wrote it in the book, and, I, and I, this has actually never happened, but I made it up because I knew what I made up would happen and what the solution is, because if you can't wash it out and you don't have another pair, because you can't, you have to get this, you have to turn this around quickly. So what you do is you take a hair dryer, you dry it out, and then you spray it with white paint, and you're done. <laughs> wow, that, did you guys hear that? Like, Abby, you're good. You're good. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Like you're so, able you know, to do so films that's, with that's, tin, like especially indie films. Like we, we like, 
yeah, we were like, okay, oh my gosh, you saved the day. Like, you saved the day. Well, that's written. Yes, that's that, that's what it, a lot of times. You know what? Sometimes you don't save today, oh. <laughs> and you gotta and you gotta deal with that too. You know what? It's you know, the the experience is your best friend because the more you've worked, the more ex, the more situations you've encountered, and you know how to handle any any particular situation. You know to get that prop done to solve the problem. It's about solving the problem. So by getting that prop in front of the camera you know, with the least amount of resistance possible. I, I was going to ask you, because you said you worked on um, Westworld, which was really cool and unique, like humans that are these robots, like any, what, what fun, like, what was that like? Well, we did, you know, I was, again, I was like, I was describing before, I was oh, day day play. playing on that show, yeah. on that oh, show. Okay. but I was having, but we did, I did a lot, I did one of the, uh, for the last season, I think it was season three, um, we were doing a shootout on the Western Street. Or it's like a 1920s gangster style shootout, and that was so much fun. I mean, those are the kinds of things, those are the kinds of days that, as even as a day player, that are so much fun because you get to set and you've got 300 extras that you have to prop up, right? And they're all dressed in period clothes, you know. And I've done them. I did the same thing for them in the old west, and then I went back a year later and did the 1920s. So it was really interesting to do both those periods. Um, and you're working up at, uh, at Melody Ranch on the Western Street. Um, and it's about as Hollywood as you can get, you know, and you get and basically as a prop people, you have like five prop people there and all the extras line up on, and we have giant long tables filled with props and we hand them their props. We take a picture of them. We get their name so that we know we get that prop back at the end of the day. And, and, and handling those pieces of props is a it's like really like it's an incredible job because I, as an indie filmmaker, this uh, I needed props for um, an alien movie and um, I had FBI and I had sheriff and I had no idea like the guy was like a, a cop that had all these prop costumes. He brought me over $1,500 worth of um, prop costumes and equipment. I had to be responsible for each thing. And he said, the sheriff badge has like this little star and this thing. And the FBI had this and this. Do you want LA County? Do you want city? Is it a city? There was so much knowledge in detail and the little things that he gave me. It, it was like the hardest job because I was director, producer. I had to watch over all the props and costume. I didn't lose anything. We had prop guns. We had um, sheriff guns. We had the FBI, like machine guns. We were shooting under the Hollywood sign. So um, it was that was that was a lot of work. It was very hard and difficult job to keep track of everything. And um, because I, I enjoy like directing and producing them, the writer, but like the props was just a big, giant challenge. It was it took a lot of a lot of work. So what you're doing is very serious. And to just uh, like you said, to to take care of all that and organize it and and um, be responsible for it and do all the props. That's like amazing. You know, that's a lot of work and a lot of. Like, it is. It is. And we, you know, most people, you know, I think property, we call it property, uh, is probably one of the least known about departments. Just because what we do is like mostly a mystery to everyone. You know, how we go about our jobs and how we decide to do things um, is, um, you know, is, is always a mystery to people. And sometimes it's a mystery to us. I think when I'll, uh, and I, I know we're getting to the end here, but and I, I know there's so many people that want to get in the business but people ask you how did you get to props and unless your father or your parent 
was a property person and you'd like to go into it, nobody intent, nobody, everyone, everyone falls into props. You just, yeah, or you know, you just realize, oh, that's the only way, place that I can really get my creative juices going, um, you know, and 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 still and be in the business. So, but um, you know, and getting in the union is also is also also important, <laughs> but that takes a lot of work too. Well, we're looking forward to your book, Great Exploitations, A Hollywood Fable. It sounds like a bestseller. And also uh, your new movie coming out, Loud, Loud Crocodile. And uh, Ken, where can they keep up with you? Social media, Facebook, or do you have a website? Or uh, Yeah, I'm, you know, I, have, I do have a Facebook page. That I, I, right now, I, I don't have my website up, but, but those things are coming. Uh, I'm building my platform as we speak. Um, and certainly with the book coming out uh, as, as soon as I can, uh, you'll see, you'll be seeing more of me and I'll get in touch with you, Marilyn. I'll let you know. So you can post on your site where people can get in touch. Yeah. I'll put it on the, um, the summary of the podcast and like, do you have a Twitter or Instagram? Or yeah. Anything? You can, it's a, it's a, a, a 11 KR at KR at, uh, at KR 11. 11KR at KR11. You're going to give me that and I'll put it in the summary of the podcast. And uh, we just had so much fun. We could talk forever. So you're going to have to come back um, and we'll we'll have you come on as a whenever you like. And um, I'm (laughs) sure everyone, I just really thought it was so important to talk about um, some special, special skilled people on the movie set and the TV set that's absolutely important to your storytelling, your film telling. And we're just so happy to have you today on the show, Ken Levin. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Marilyn. I love being on the show, and I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, and everyone, please check out part one and part two of Ken Levin. And I want to just thank all our listeners. If you take a second, you can support the podcast, um, PayPal Anonymous content, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, Storytime Fun, or download the podcast to help us get those downloads. And we love your five-star reviews. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Until next week, enjoy the episode.